This episode is brought to you by Summer School Electronics. With pedals like the Snow Day Delay, the Pep Rally Fuzz, the Trash Panda, and my personal favorite, the Science Fair, which is two classic dirt pedals in one with a mid-boosted overdrive on one side, a black lab rat circuit on the other, and a blend knob to blend between them to find the perfect classic stacked dirt sound you're looking for, it's hard not to find something you'll love. Mark builds all of his pedals by hand in Syracuse, New York, where he also works as a full-time educator. In addition to the super fun graphics on their pedals, Mark also offers custom artwork. Want your dog's face on a pedal? He can do it. Want your face on a pedal? He can make that happen too. Go over to summerschoolelectronics.com and make sure to tell them that 40 Watt Podcast sent you. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome 40 Watt Podcast Season 3, Episode 3. We're all up in the threes. Uh, thank you for joining us. We're going to have a great conversation. I'm really excited about uh, the topics we're going to bring up today. Um, but first, I want to say thank you to all of my Patreon supporters for your support. You help make this show happen. If you actually listened through the intro, those of you that aren't Patreon supporters understand that's a big deal on how we fund this show. Um and actually, I want to give a shout out at the top of the show to our, a new couple of new Patreon supporters. Uh, we have Nick Call joining us at the $5 a month level, uh, which is our medium wattage level. And we also have a first on this show. Blake Jefferson has joined us at the elite wattage. That is the $50 a month level. And uh, Blake, you have earned yourself uh, some uh, Zoom lessons and we're going to chat. Uh, I sent you a message on Patreon, so make sure you go over and check your messages, get back to me, and we're going to schedule a time to hang out. Um, if you also want to help make this show happen, you can go over to patreon.com slash 40 podcast, and you can make that happen. All right, moving into uh, the episode this week, I've got Scott Hamilton from the Effects Loop podcast. Scott, what's up? Is this my third appearance on the show? I don't know. It, it's at least three. I feel like I may be missing one. We're, we're it might getting be fourth. Up, it might be fourth. Yeah, we're getting up in number of episodes at this point now where I'm like, I'm, don't, I'm fuzzy on some of them. Uh, I, I got a message. So this is like last week, right? I had Joe Branton on the podcast. And I was also on um, the Guitar Nerds podcast. So Joe Branton and I recorded four episodes in one day. We we recorded the Guitar Nerds, the Guitar Nerds Patreon, 40 Watt Podcast, and the 40 Watt Patreon. I forgot everything that we talked about. I had somebody, uh, somebody uh, uh, James, Jimmy, brought it up to me. He started talking to me about something that we talked about on the Patreon. I was like, I'm so glad you told me where I talked about that because I had completely forgotten which one of these shows we had talked about this thing on. I was like, oh. It it was a weird day. I, we did like four and a half, five hours of podcasting, like straight. I was yeah. white. Yikes. Yeah, I've I've had a few moments like that recently too, where someone was talking to me about, oh, they were looking at the MXR Poly Blue Octaver, and they were like, mm. why aren't there any used ones? I was like, well, it came out like last month, so what are you talking about? And he's like, dude, this <laughs> seems like a year old, and I'm like, huh? Yeah, it is. That, everything is just blending into itself, and like, yeah, 
I'm losing track that's, of time. Of that's one that's been on my radar too. I actually sold my octave pedal with the intent of buying the MXR Poly Blue and then didn't buy it. So I probably need to back up and do that. I will still say TC Electronics Seven Up. People are sleeping on. That's a good one. That's a really, really good one. I liked the idea. There was something about the fact that it had the fuzz on the Poly Blue that I was like, it's pretty decent fuzz too. It's a fuzz it's not switch bad. though. Yeah, it is. I, and that's the thing. It's a, it's but let's fuzz. also be honest. If they said it right, fuzzes don't need knobs. hundred <laughs> percent. You, you always just fuzz full out, <laughs> gain yes, full out, there, volume at unity one setting plus for a, a fuzz. Bit. There's one setting, max. <laughs> it's just, like a, I, I use a lot of solid gold fuzzes mm-hmm. that I swap in and out, and they just have tone switches. They don't need tone knobs. <laughs> they just have tone switches. Here's the three settings you're going to use. Have a nice day. That's it, hundred yep. percent. And I like I like fuzz face style uh, fuzzes. So we all know there's only one setting for those, just full up, just max. So, but yeah, I need to I need to break down and buy one of those one of these days. We'll see. Did I? I, I man, we're in full tangent mode even before we even really start. Uh, that uh, look. Did you did you listen to last <laughs> week's episode? Joe and I talked about beer and whiskey for twenty five minutes before we even brought up a guitar. Well, this is Joe. Yeah, that that's on brand. <laughs> Um, I, actually somebody told me y'all should straight up do a spinoff podcast called 40 pint <laughs> oh i like that yeah the 40 ounce podcast exactly oh yeah. see need to make it happen they just drink malt liquor um you can do <laughs> edward 40 hands for the episode you can't hit pause oh that would be so good ah, college was a long time ago man <laughs> yeah it was a long time ago and not that long ago all at the same time <laughs> uh where was i I don't even know you, where it was. You were in full tangent fuzz. Oh, yeah. So uh, I rebuilt my board or changed some stuff around on my my gigging board. So oh. I added a fuzz to my board. Um, so the one thing, well, there's a few things Quad Cortex doesn't really get, but mm-hmm. it doesn't capture fuzzes very well. So I was yeah. really missing just that organic fuzz face feel. Yeah. Um, so I put my board together. And plug the wireless in, and it starts starts just howling. <laughs> yeah, no. So I had to put a pickup simulator in there to get rid of that the entire time, like mm-hmm. regardless yeah. of what was going on. They don't like wireless units at all. No, nope, but a passive pickup simulator cleans it right up. That's really interesting. Oh, basically, all it's doing is changing the impedance, right? Uh, impedance and inductance. So okay. it, it's mostly an inductor. That's why it's kind of expensive because. Inductors yeah. are kind of an expensive part. Um, but yeah. Just doing that. Interesting. Fixes it up. Yeah. I um I I still to this day use fuzz off board. So it which really bothers me. I say bothers me. I've got a couple of fuzzes that are power only, no battery. And mm-hmm. so I had to buy one of those clips that you attach it to a battery, then you plug it in the barrel plug. Oh, yeah, those. Yeah, I I just made some. They're just laying around. Yeah, those are I, great. Like every guitar player should have like two of those. Mm-hmm. Um, because when you build a pedal board, something will go wrong, and you need to test power. And it's that's like it. the easiest way to just check everything that's working. And they're they're cheap as hell. They're absolutely it's a, it's so a ten cheap. cent clip and a and a barrel. Yep. So just or, buy it when or, you're buying everything else. Or if you want, you can just go. I think I saw. Diderio sells them now. Like you can just buy them like two okay. of them for like eight bucks. Nice. Pre-built. 
super cheap. Um, I saw them in a music store recently. I I discovered a new music store over in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, and uh, was just walking around there, and they had a big, I think it was Daddario, a big Daddario display. And, you know, I always go over and look at the parts and, like, the things. I'm like, was there there a cable I'm forgetting I'm needing? Is there a thing that I, you know, was like, oh, yeah, I needed to pick one of these up. I always look because my brain's not going to hold on to it. Is there something that I've existed for 25 years without ever needing, but suddenly need, and it's under $10? Yes. Yes. Exactly. That's exactly what I'm looking for. And so, (laughs) but yeah, they had, they had those already. I was like, I've never seen these for sale before. Mm -hmm. Definitely never seen them from Diderio or whoever, whatever company it was I was looking at. Um, I, but they're here. So guys go get them. They're like, they're super cheap. I wish I had one handy to just be like, here's what it is. But it's, it's a battery clip attached to a 2.1 millimeter barrel. I mean, it's super simple. If someone wanted to get real enterprising, one of the clips that uh, a nine volt battery can just sit into mm-hmm. with a barrel jack on the end of it, and you just put dual lock on the back of it. So the one I have stick is it on a pedal. The the one that I have is actually that. It's a little neoprene sleeve for Perfect. the battery to go into. Perfect. And a sticky on the back of it. So. Um, you could take the sticky, it, you know, it's like you peel the thing off and now you can just stick it to something. Well, if you take that off and then stick it to some dual lock, you're ready to go. You can put it anywhere you need it. There you go. It's brilliant. It's so simple. Um, so there's your tip for the day. So speaking of tips for today, Scott, something we've been talking about this for, I don't know, last week or two, we've been going back and forth talking about guitar amps. Yeah. I, Philip, I need help. Yeah. So help. Well, it, you know, and your conversation, this conversation we've been having brought up a really interesting point that I think I had, I don't know, I'd overlooked or taken for granted. That's really the thing. I had taken for granted the fact that I spent my 20s, like when I wasn't in school and I wasn't working because I was in school or I was working a bar gig so my days were free. I spent most of that time in a music store with my buddy whose dad owned the music store, and we just played all the amps and guitars that came through the music store all day. That's what we did. We talked and played guitars and amps. So I've played and owned the list of amps I've owned. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, (laughs) It's very, very, very long. And it's everything from, well, I say new, like 2010 new and back like tons of vintage stuff i've played a bunch of like everything from like the silver tone amp in the case kind of thing to like legit 50 watt jmp marshall half stacks kind of thing like everything came through that store um but you came to me and you were actually for the first time since i've known you you were sort of like i want to buy an amp well, and, yeah, and and let's back this up a little bit here. Yeah. Uh, it's not that I haven't been an amp guy. Hmm. No, right? no, no, like, that's not the case. I have at killer all. amps too, and it, it it's one of those things. It's like I came to you saying, "Dude, I don't think I know how to shop for an amp." Yeah. And it it, it was kind of this weird revelation because, like, my career as a player or whatever, right? Amps have always found me. Yep. So my first amp was the amp I bought when I was in eighth grade. It's a piece of crap, but whatever. <laughs> um, high school, I bought a Marshall Valve State 2x12. That was from another guitar player 
that yeah. I knew. So I knew it was a good amp. It it did everything I wanted to do at the time. I was young enough to carry it. And um, it was a Marshall. It was a Marshall with a tube in it. I was there. A a tube. A tube. Um, Elsa had an acoustic simulator in it. Um, did they really? Yeah. Somehow I managed to either forget that or block it. Just completely. Oh, it, had, it had a multi-effect thing in it. Um, oh, dear. Yeah, Sweet baby big old Jesus. foot switch. Um, college uh, got a Hot Rod Deluxe. Yeah. Natural, every the one everyone buys. Literally an amp that I think 90% of guitar players have had at some point. And still great amp, and I would happily use yeah. one again. Oh, yeah. Um, as long as I know now to turn it up. That's a big at the deal. time I didn't because that's the other part. Like I went from like solid state to like hybrid to like that. I just didn't really know how amps worked. Went to the the super reverb fell in my lap. That was a buddy sent me a listing saying, "Hey, is this a good deal?" And I told him if he doesn't buy it, I will. And so I went, "You got it." And so I went and got a vintage super reverb for seven hundred bucks, as you should. I left work, went to the ATM, and drove an hour to go pick it up. <laughs> What's uh, what's the furthest? Uh, just total side note. What's the farthest you've ever driven for a deal? That, that really an hour. Yep, dude. Mm. It's Chica- I live in Chicago land. Everything's within an hour. That's true. That's true. I live in Mississippi, where an hour just gets me to, to like the next field. Um, where I've got like ten million people within an hour of me. Yeah, there's there's not ten million in my state. So yeah, I I drove. During the pandemic was the farthest I've ever driven for a deal. I drove from uh, Starkville, Mississippi to Paducah, Kentucky to buy an SVT and 8x10. That is the mileage on carrying that 8x10 home. <laughs> but I got that I got that 8x10 in the SVT for $900. Not bad. Not bad no, at all. Not, not um, a bad deal. All right. Continuing journey. Yes. Um, a few years back my Vox AC15 handwired um was me buying it for my buddy as a favor oh with the expectation he'd buy it back for me at some point um cuz he needed money mm. you know one of those kind of situations i've done that for a few people um and you know what they never buy it back oh people never have money again that's money true that no 100% <clears throat> so word of wisdom i got a great amp for a great price out of it um, so I was running both those amps together for a while with the Super Reverb with the with the Vox. Um, that that look, that's a stellar combination. People it's sleep the praise on and that. worship. It's a praise and worship combination too. Well, it's it, it, even more than that. That is Josh Smith's go to, or was at one time his go to combination. Now you know when Josh Smith goes on the road and he has to worry about backline, he tells him Super Reverb and a Vox AC30 because they're readily available. And you know he doesn't care if it's the reissues or anything like that. He's like, that's just if I've got to do backline, that's what I want. We'll be right back. This podcast is supported in part by String Joy Strings. I'm a snob, at least that's what people tell me. I'm never okay with good enough, and that's where String Joy Strings come in. They're better than good enough. They're the best. String Joy are making some of the finest strings available today right up the road from me in Nashville, Tennessee. They offer custom sets, balanced tension, coated strings, the works. If you need it, they can probably make it happen. 
you should be using Stringjoy strings. And if you're going to order from them, you really could help this podcast out by clicking the affiliate link down in the description or show notes below. You get amazing strings. I get a little bit of that back to help the show keep going. It's a win-win situation. Get your Stringjoy strings today. And it's accessible. Yep. Um, okay, so that ends the amp journey because I would not call my PV decade part of my amp journey. That's that's <laughs> just a toy for fun. Um, and there was like a Fender Greta in there at one point, but that doesn't oh, yeah. really count for anything. That was a that was an amp to have in my office. Um, and like Boss Katana was in there at some is in there too, but that's constantly being loaned out um, because it's a great amp to loan people. Um, <clears throat> then let's call it, I don't know, early 2020, I got my hands on a Kemper. All the, was amps it, was it really available. 2020? For some reason, I thought you had one sooner. No, no, actually that was part of the, uh, that wonderful part of 2020 where everything was getting shut down and everyone was panic selling everything. Oh and yeah. I still had a job and a stable paycheck and I gobbled it all up at really great prices. Oh, so I got what now doesn't look like a great deal on a Kemper, but at the time it was a fantastic deal on a Kemper. So that's my whole, and this is a completely side tangent thing. That's my, that's my biggest fear with buying into, it's a dumb reason to be hesitant about buying into the digital gear world, Mm -hmm. but it is the worry that eventually, you know, this gear is going to get left behind uh, value wise. It, it's going to at some point. I, I think you should have that same fear about JHS and Walrus Pedals. I could see and that. Any, like any of those kind of things. Because now they're doing the whole, well, here's our V2. Here's our V3. Here's our V4. And you and you watch the deprecation happens. Yeah. Until there's no. like a magic, like the V1s still hold their value for some of them. But yeah, like that's what happens. Yep. No, it's it, it is a thing. And and not to go like hardcore boomer, I don't know, prepper something. But it's like there's a part of me that also worries about just anything digital at some point that requires, you know, a firmware type thing. At some point, if it's not supported anymore and it crashes. I, I don't know. That's it's a legit. No, I, think, it's a, I think it's it's a valid concern or you brick it. Yeah. Or you brick it, which, you know. Every every time there's an update for one of these units, there's a whole bunch of people screaming on Facebook or the forum mm-hmm. about how they did it wrong. They didn't follow the instructions, but they claim that it's the product's fault that they bricked it, trying to update it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, I digress. I digress there. I, I would say the the reason I like the digital stuff is because, one, it's actually cheaper than my pick rig. Um, yeah. And so I just look at any depreciation on that as, okay, cool. So... I bought a quad cortex for 1600 bucks. I, if I wind up selling it for 800 bucks in five years, I got a heck of a lot of use out of that. I hit 800 bucks over those years. Yeah, no, hundred percent. 100%. That's more where I'm at with it right now, where actually I could probably sell my quad cortex for more than I bought it for right now, but that's whatever. Um, that's also me being a deal hunter. Um, oh, yeah. you know, I That's... bought my, I bought my Kemper with a foot switch for 1400 bucks. I could probably get that out of it right now. Break even. Yeah. So like it's, you know, I thought it was a good deal. It, it's not anymore, but you know, whatever. That's, that's a whole other episode too, about the whole, like out of it, whole, the whole hunt for 
deals. Like that's a whole other separate episode about how you have to be looking for those kind of um kind of deals. And sometimes mm. uh not to go way down this, but have it's money. Like, have money. One, have money. Have a gear fund. Don't spend every spare penny you have on mm-hmm. gear. Uh, don't go into debt if you can avoid it, or at least don't ever go into interest-bearing debt. Um, two, be aware that when you're looking for deals, you're not always going to be getting the thing you want, but you might find the right deal on something that you can turn into what you want. Uh, it's Anyway, that's a yeah. whole other thing. So, so anyway, that's yeah. been my amp journey. And as you can tell, a lot of those, even the Kemper and the Quad Cortex, both kind of found me. Right. I really wasn't going looking for him that hard. Um, So, and, you know, I love the idea of, okay, here's all the amps I could ever have. Modelers sound fantastic. Mm -hmm. They replicate amp settings really, really, really well. And the amps sound really well at that setting. Yep. And there's part of me that like, okay, so I had a quad quartet. With my Quad Cortex, I actually went and captured my Super Reverb and my Vox. Because I could not find a Kemper profile that actually sounded like the way I dial in my Super Reverb. Oh, interesting. Um, And particularly, I found these Super Reverb and Vox blended ones because it, it's a sound. It's a great sound. Yep. Um, It didn't sound like how I had it. It didn't have the chime the way I had it, the way I had, I kind of let the Vox be a little grittier than I let the super reverb be, mm-hmm. you know, some of those kind of things that I really like. Um, so until I actually was able to create my own captures, did I ever have my settings the way I like the amp? And that started making me think, okay, so I'm, I'm downloading all these tone junkie captures are, are Michael Britt. I, I've never vibed with a Michael Britt profile. Oh, I interesting. Don't. Everyone, everyone I hear play with them. They sound great. I never vibe with them. Don't know what's wrong with me. Um, so there's a bit of me that wants to find, wants to kind of finally try some of these mythical amps or um, things I never really looked at, but frankly, I now have the money to look at. Yeah. Um, because I, by the way, sell your gear right now. It's tax season. It sells. <laughs> um, yeah, you've been you've been in what I did earlier, what I did yeah. in January, divesting yourself of stuff to cr- free up some gear money to do some fun things with. I sold six pedals and I now have $1,500 because some of those were on obtaining pedals. Um, but uh, thank you, Sweetwater Rep. <laughs> yeah, really well with that that limited edition boss pedal. That flipped really nicely. Thank you. Yeah, no, that um, was a big one. So uh, you and I were talking. I was like, all right, I, here, here are my 1500 bucks. And then I looked at how much those Voxes are going for right now. And I'm like, shoot, if I sell that, I can go buy like a two rock. I could go buy a Morgan. I could go buy a Dr. Z. I could go buy whatever I want. Right. Yeah. And then you I freed, went freed up a bunch of cash. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, you know, getting rid of my house fund trying to get something fun. Yeah. But I don't know how to shop for an amp. Yeah. So and, I just and, don't. Shopping for an amp right now is maybe the hardest it's ever been because... Why do you say that? So, because right now, it it should be the easiest it's ever been. Let's be honest. It should be the easiest. 
I go turn on my Kemper, I have all the amps. I should just pick the one I like and go, right? Like, right. That, that's that kind of would... like where my head's at. And I'm like, wait, no, that's not what I'm trying to do. And it's also and it's also not the same. Like you said, there's that whole thing of, especially with the capture devices like the Quad Cortex and the Kemper, the Helix is a little different because it's a modeler and not a capture. Um, mm-hmm. They intentionally model it to try to capture it. To, oh God, there's that word again, capture, um, to try to give the essence of the amp through the entire spectrum of how you'd use it. Yeah. Um, don't, which don't also mean means... The Quad Cortex does that too. But yes, yeah. yes. But but that also means there's some compromises there too. Let's be mm-hmm. honest. You know, um, Whereas you get your amp to exactly like you like it and you capture it. All right, you've got that tone, but then you start tweaking things. Well, it's guessing at that point. It's like, uh, mm-hmm. it might do this when you turn this knob this way. They're, so both the both the Kemper and the Quad Cortex, if you look at the EQ sections on them, mm-hmm. they are like, they are the EQs if you plugged it into a desk. Mm. That's how you should think of the EQ on them. That's a good way to look at it. So it's still that same amp sound, but now, now you're, you're EQing adjusting the, it at You're the adjusting desk. the EQ on the mic, not yeah. on the guitar, not the amp. That's, that's a good the way to look at it. The gain control does accurately work, though. As long as so, you're going down. So the thing Not with amps up. now, the thing that's yeah. harder with amp shopping now than it ever has been, um, one, your average guitar shop has fewer guitar amps than they've ever had. Mm-hmm. Now, ha- I looked a little while back because I, I was really curious because um, uh, I, I was really curious about amp sales and how they're doing. Uh, amp sales are not as far down as you'd think they would be. I mean, um, Tim Marcus is still living pretty good, right? I mean, yeah. You got, oh, yeah. He's still sold I, out. You got Two Rocks doing well. Morgan's so, doing well. So the market metric, the market share analysis that I saw, and I could look it up later if I'm not feeling too lazy enough to look it up, but you can just search for it. Search for guitar amp market share. And it'll it'll bring it up. And they did something like a ten or fifteen or twenty year analysis, and uh, you could see they're in the twenty you know two thousand late two thousands into the twenty tens. There's a there's the market share analysis, and then it starts to slide just a little, not nothing dramatic, and then you don't see a major dip until twenty twenty, hmm. and twenty twenty that makes sense. Well, guess what happened in 21 and 22? It buoyed back up to almost where it was before. Now, here's the thing. I can't separate that out. I haven't found data that separates that out into, you know, tube amps, uh, things like the Katana. I'm sure the Katana buoyed that market significantly. I I don't even know how many of those things sold, but it had to be a bunch of them. Um, And then I don't know... I don't know if they're counting things like the Helix and the Kemper and the Quad Cortex in that market value, so market share. So I can't tell you, but I can tell you it's almost where it was 10 years ago as far as amp market share in sales. Um, now, guitars have changed dramatically, but but they're still not in the shops the way they used to be, not no. not to the level. Um, and also, you know, there's so many options out there compared to 15, 20 years ago. Look, 15 years ago, when I did most of my amp shopping and buying, I played a lot of vintage stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And, and, and I, when I say vintage, I'm not talking about, oh, I played a whole bunch of 65 black panel deluxe reverbs and, you know, whatever, Marshall 
plexis. I, I played a couple. I, pl- I did play a handful, but I'm talking, I played a lot of Silvertone and Custom, K-U-S-T-O-M, a lot of those. I used to have one of those, uh, one of their, when they reissued them. Trainers, when they made that comeback there in the 2000s, you remember when they reissued, they made trainer amps again? Well, a couple of those. Yeah. Also, remember I lived in Canada for a while, so I had oh, yeah. shoved down my throat pretty hard when I lived up there. Yeah, yeah, I bet you did. I, I had a couple <laughs> of those, um, but I played a lot of amps and and got to see a bunch of those. But if you went into a your average shop, they had Fender, mm-hmm. they had Marshall valve states. They had a lot of valve states, not a lot of Marshall tube amps in the U.S. Yeah. Um, uh, at least not in the shops I was going into. I wasn't exactly going into the the big boy shops. Um, they had PV where I was, of course. Um, and you know, if when I lived in Murfreesboro, I'd go into shops there, and of course, I'd get to actually see things like Matchless, Bad Cat, and Mesa Boogie. Those those would be those were in the boutique shops. Um, now. Like, I'm trying to think the last time I went into a music store, like down here, not like walking into Chicago Music Exchange or something like that, where they actually well, had... doesn't have a lot of amps either. No, they really don't. They've they've got those few rooms that have amps in them. Yeah, and then they have the used stuff up in the front, and that's yep. it. And which they had that last... When we were there last year, the they flip had top. that flip-top Ampeg that I still think about. Um not flip top bass rig, mind you, listeners. They had the flip top guitar rig. I won't. Oh, anyway, I won't. I won't lament not being able to buy that. But you've got to hunt harder now, and there's so many more options. Um, and you're lucky to be in Chicago, where you do have a bunch of places you can go play some things. But everything is so different. So the first tip that I give when people are amp shopping, because because I talked about this on, oh, I already told you I recorded four episodes last week, and so I don't remember which show we talked about it on. <laughs> it, I think it was on the Guitar Nerds. Um, I talked about, I'm an amp guy. Amps are my, are, amps to me are your sound. The guitar is how you input into that, and the amps are your sound. And pedals are meant to augment that. But the core of your sound is an amplifier. So I'm hardcore about getting the right amp for the job. Um, So that's the thing you got to know first. What is the job? What is it you want an amp to do? Do you want an all singing, all dancing, do it all? Well, you're going to make some compromises there. You're you're not going to necessarily get the best of everything you want to do. Or this is where the camp I tend to fall into. Do you have a very specific sound that you're like, this is me. This is my core. And everything from outside of this is going to sound sort of like this, but I'm going to augment it. Um, so that's where I feel stuck. And actually, okay. so I was taking a little note here of like, how do I want to structure this discussion? Because it's mid-work week, so I'm still in my type A mode. Um, <laughs> it's okay. So uh, the first thing I wrote down was, do I want something different or something better of the same? And well, you already have a vintage super, so you're not getting better. See, so when you were describing, you're like, hey, how how do I, uh, you know, what you were describing right when you were wrapping up there, I was like, I already have my super. Right. I'm done there. I And like the goofy one is like the amps I'm following are like all over the place. I, I, one of them, I'm thinking it was a PRS Termonti. 
Okay, that's not at all something I would have thought you'd be going after. I, I'm kind of feeling some like I, I was feeling dual wreck. Curious. So I, I I'm in that boat too. So we'll talk about that okay. here in a minute. Let's come um, back to that. It's too deep of a can of worms. I'm scared of it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, well, I have like some advice J, there. There was like JCM 800, JCM yeah. 900. Um, what do I do? And so like that, that's yeah. part of where I'm like, just even just like, am I just doing this to try something new? Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's the other parts of it too, of like, I've always done combo amps. I never had to pick a speaker. Oh yeah. So you're, you're not even set on combo versus head and cab yet. No. Uh, well, so I'm leaning ahead and cab just from one, a cost standpoint. Highly the re- recommend the reality that I'm, um, I'm a silent rig guy. I live in an apartment and I have a two notes captor X. Yep. So I don't need a cabinet. Nope. Not at all. And if you ever did want to, like, for example, I recently bought, um, so all of my head, I have three head and cab combos. Um, and I have the cabs because I am an idiot and feel like I have to have matching units. Like that's a whole aesthetic thing for me and I get Mm -hmm. it. But what I've also ended up with is three very different speaker cabinets. Mm-hmm. I have the two rock two by 12, which is loaded with high wattage, um, very clean. The, the, the speakers that come in those, they're the two rock proprietary made by warehouse speakers. Um, we're trying to recreate the, the old EV JBL. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't know. It's not quite recreating the, the EV. They're not quite that big, but they I, it might be something near the JBL. I'm not exactly sure what they're trying to recreate, but they're clean. They're mm-hmm. loud and they're clean. Um, I think each speaker is rated for 90 watts. So it's like big and loud and clean. Then I have the uh, divided by 13 matching cabinet for my RSA 31. And it's loaded with two Celestian Blues. Which is a and, fantastic speaker. Yes, absolutely. And both of those are open back. Circuit. Yeah. Yeah. And they're, and they're such very different speaker cabinets. So, and then I've got my uh, other divided by 13 cab that goes to my RS, my uh, AMW 39, which is loaded with a vintage 30 and a G12 H30. So, okay. Closed back 212 Celestian speaker, ceramic magnet, like punch you in the gut kind of, you know. I kind of, I kind of put that more in the Marshall territory. Exactly. Very Marshall. Well, the amp is very much in the Marshall territory, so it makes sense, right? But I have those three different cabinets. I can mix and match as I want to. Mm -hmm. Although I'm probably never going to put the two rock through the two Alnico blues because I do not. Yeah, that I don't want to have to replace those. Uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah, because you have a hundred watt. Yeah, even at the 50 watt setting, I wouldn't want to run those through two two Celestian blues. Well... You it's getting also, closer. You could use your two notes to protect it's true. it a little bit. Yeah, I can. And dropping it down that attenuation level, it'd be super doable. That, um, that chime but, might be a lot of fun. But it, but at that point, I'm using the two notes IR of a blue of Alnico Blues to record it directly. And that's that's the other fun one. So of all the amp capture, blah 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 blah. So we capture amps exactly at that setting. Mm-hmm. Two notes went over the top with their stuff where it's like, all right, here's your 18 or whatever different types of mics with every position possible. Yep. So there's nothing that like 
everything that they're modeling is modelable. Yes. Uh, I can't talk, but you, you know what I mean? Like there isn't yeah. like you can tweak all day and, and recreate how terribly I'm going to mic an amp in the real life uh, <laughs> with all those things. And so like the two notes answers the cab situation. And I'm, yep. I'm way sooner ready to say, just buy two notes and don't worry about cabs. than I am to say amp heads are dead. Yeah. Especially if you're not going to use it live, like, a, or even if you are, but you use a silent stage or you use in-air monitors. Hey, if you're doing me. that, exactly. You do. Then suddenly it's the world is your oyster. I hate that phrase, but I'm going to use it. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. But if you're like me and you play a lot of venues where, you know, you need the amp to be, the amp is the volume kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like if there's a mic on your cabinet, you're lucky. Uh, if it makes to front a house, you're even luckier kind of thing. Um, but you I mean, can, you don't need gigs around here are becoming more and more uh, sound guys like you to mic, to, to do a direct feed. See, that's um, interesting. Even, even bar gigs. Yeah. I, um, so I was talking to a buddy of mine, so. James, who goes to more shows than anyone I know. Mm-hmm. That's all he does in his spare time is travel and go to shows. And so I got curious because we were having this conversation in the effects loop Patreon uh, Facebook chat about amps live. And he has been to everything from, I think he saw Billy strings live three times last year. Like it's a crazy rig. Yeah. Yeah. He, but it like <laughs> he goes around and like, but like he's seen a ton of local shows and he saw a bunch of big time mm-hmm. shows and of the electric shows he saw, I asked him how many times, he saw an electric player without an amp on stage. Zero. Oh, I mean, yeah, it's and so it's an interesting thing to see mm, that. But was he, it a real amp, and was it really being used, and was it running it, through the it, house, and yada yada? Yeah, yada. yeah, you know, it's a thing. But but having said all that, I, yeah. it's it's interesting to see how it varies all over the place. But with a Captor X, and it's just starting to sound like an ad for two notes. And it should, because I, I sponsor think us. that sponsor us both, please. Right. Two notes. Come on two notes. Uh, <laughs> come on board. Uh, I'm here for it. Give uh, me that I, Z-Rec you had at Summer Nam and we're good. <laughs> I am a, I am a two notes user and lover. I love this, the, the Captor X. I almost bought a second one for no good reason, except Same. to have a second one. <laughs> oh, mine was to use both my amps at the same well, time. Well, yeah, that would ultimately be what I wanted to do. Uh, but it's, it's so ludicrous. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's, absolutely decadent at that point right like it's ludicrous but I think you have all those options is decadent but yeah well that's I, I and, and i went i bought recently i bought a little mesa boogie closed back 112 that i found in a consignment store for super cheap why did i want a 112 because sometimes when i gig i don't want to carry a 212 that's why i bought a 112 um also i got it for 250 out the door and i couldn't argue with that at all um yep so we we i i think you're right i think head is the direction to go because you don't you as a player don't need more speakers in your life no i don't even need the speakers i currently have in my right, life exactly and exactly. i i honestly want to go to an amp head because i'm like oh cool i'll actually use it we should also talk about you possibly buying an amp head shell for your super thought about it yeah i've i've thought about it with mine as well but that's another that's a whole other ball game uh biggest biggest issue with the super is that i since i have a true vintage one with its original transformer uh-huh 
modeling, two notes, all those things require a lot of extra hardware. Mm-hmm. Yeah, namely a, a Z matcher. Which I own. Yes, but, which you do. Uh, it's a pain. Yeah, it's 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 extra work. It's 100% oh, extra work. It's a lot of extra work. And I mean, what's nice about the Super is it's an open cab. So my Z matcher and my two rock, or my, not my two rock, two notes. Oh. Yeah, what a combination. I mean, I um, do that all the time. Uh, my two notes can both live in the bottom of it as I move the amp around. That makes sense. But, oh, that um, makes it so heavy. It's already so heavy. Yeah, luckily I'm huge. It's true. We we had that conversation about the fact because you're so tall, you actually get to pick up a super. I have to grab the handle and lean to to hope to get it off the ground. Well, that's like the how do I how do I justify having a sixty pound pedal board? Is oh well, it's the same weight as my super, so I just I'm balanced when I'm walking with it. But yeah. I'm six six and built, so like yeah. I can carry that weight. Yeah, yeah. I I could if I were six inches taller, but I'm not. Not going to get six inches taller. Yep. Okay. So, so all right. So let's go back to this discussion here. Cause yeah, like, all right, obviously so, so I think amp head we're at amp head. Now here's the fun one. Like I go to a store and I want to try out all these amp heads. Now I'm dependent on the cab too. And I like, I just don't know what to do. How do I go into a store? All right, okay. I have Chicago music exchange, mm-hmm. rock and roll vintage, Midwest by sell some really great options. Yeah. I'm so intimidated just by the idea of going into the store and being like, hey, I want to try some amps. Like, guitars all day. Just pick it up off the wall. Yeah, I like this. I don't like it. You know within 10 seconds. Yeah, I don't even have to plug a guitar in. I don't even need to plug it in. So, like, guitar shopping, and I've done that all day. And also, the other fun one is, so I have been for so long kind of a pedal platform amp guy. Yeah. Where I focused on the guitars is how I change stuff up. The amp is locked in. That's so so this is the this is the second stage of what do you want it to do? Do you want because I have my suggestion here too. If if what you want is a pedal pedal platform pedal platform. Look at that. That'd be a fun word. Pedal platform amp. Mm-hmm. That's a lot simpler. I got a lot of suggestions there. And but I already own a super reverb. Exactly. You already own one. Or do you want an amp that actually puts some character into what you're doing? Now, here's mm-hmm. the caveat, and I will give you from personal experience. The first time I ever owned an AC30, I bought. I wanted an AC30 because I loved Rory Gallagher. I love Rory Gallagher. I love the sound of a Strat into a cranked AC30. Mm-hmm. Or I love it when other people play it, is what it ended up being. Um, it took me years to reconcile myself with how to play differently. And this is a complete overgeneralization, how to play with EL84 amplifiers because they respond so differently than my big bottle 6L6 Fender style amps. Yeah, they don't like neck pickups as much. They don't like that as much. They respond quicker. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't and have if reverb you're... built in very often. Yep. So it's if if that's your vibe, but they have a character. They they have more to me oh, yeah. they have a little more character in like they're in, they're more interesting in a yeah, lot of ways. I I actually so that journey all started. I was a friend of the show Mark Schwartz mm-hmm. and I were um he was in town um and we went to a guitar store and we went in an amp room with a jazz master and he's like, "Have you ever tried one of these?" and he had an AC15 handwired sitting there and I was like, 
yeah i i played like a ac 30 cc you know one of those kind of things oh yeah and i played at bedroom levels so i was never driving it that hard so you never really heard it you got it and never really heard it i just knew it as this thing i just didn't love um and then you know he's like no no no, no. have you really played one <laughs> and he kicks it into hot mode turns the master down so I'm, we're not bleeding our ears but then he cranks the the preamp gain up and i'm like oh my god i love this thing i love it now that it's you know the high end starts clipping and it balances itself out and it just growls and it's awesome yep um so then you know within a year an ac15 handwired falls in my lap from just people i know and i'm like yes no questions and i love it but the other part is when we when we look at okay so there's there's the standard amps right yep. so there's the jcm 800 there's the ac there's the fender platform yeah am i really missing something those are the archetypes right uh yeah because i think the fender platform and and some people get really mad at me for doing this all fender amps are the same fight me yeah yeah they're 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 very very similar until you get to like the smallest amps or you get to like their like later weird circuits like i and i apologize for calling them weird things like the supersonic and like some of the more modern stuff they made okay uh, do you do you call the supersonic weird at all but yeah Uh, do you remember supersonic is the fender amp you all actually want it and really is. Buy. Yeah. Or do you remember the old, uh, the custom shop tone master, not the solid state things, mm-hmm. but the custom shop tone master amp they made that was in like the blonde Tolex. It was like a hundred watts, super overpowered. Anyway, most Fender amps, especially the, the, um, EQ circuit, the preamp, it's identical. The only thing that changes is the power section. And in, Excuse me. And in some models, whether it's bias or optical trim, in the smaller amps, it's a bias trim. It's not an optical trim. Which some people prefer. I prefer I prefer a bias trim. There's a reason why Vibro Champs are. Or so why the Princeton after. reverb is so popular. Mm-hmm. Has a bias trim instead of an optical trim. So um, but yeah, yeah. Fender, you've got your Fender sound. You've got your we're gonna oversimplify it. We got your Vox sound. Me, uh Marshall is the one that I think you do have to divide into two versions. There's okay. the modern hot rod Marshall, and then there's the vintage Marshall. There's okay. there's two styles of sound there. Um, but yeah, so you've got your basically oversimplify your JTM 45 versus your JCM 800. Sure. Fair. So what do you want? Like to me, if you went Fender, first of all, you've already got that covered. Well, Two. then there's the boutique tier, right? And then there's the whole clout and all or more features that you're after. Yeah. Or, or the, the, the sometimes, magical dumble. Sometimes all boutique is doing is getting you into a better component version of those same sounds. Um, well, you know, we, we talked about, with, hey, Scott, what amp are you thinking about? And I was like, well, maybe a Z-Rec. It's yeah. just a... it's it, I don't want to say it's just a Vox, but it's a Vox. No, it's it's Vox. It's Vox perfected. It yeah. is to me. That's what I always think of when I think of the train wreck and the Z wreck sound. Uh, it's Vox perfected. It's a Vox that won't catch fire. Um, for one thing, <laughs> Vox are notorious overheaters, especially vintage ones. I know they got better. And y'all, I'm, I'm completely overgeneralizing. I'm sure all of you like I have have played Vox amps that never once caught fire. 
So, but yeah, so you're looking at a basically a bougie Z rock, a bougie Vox. Mm-hmm. Um, then you've also got, and while I was and in you, there, you I, also have the bougie Fenders, a la Two Rock. Two Rock. That's exactly um, my traditional clean is nothing but a super fancy twin reverb. People are gonna be real mad at me. <laughs> They're gonna be real mad, but that's what it is. It's mm-hmm. a uh, now. Having said that, I never got along with a twin reverb. I love my traditional clean. Or if you go with the the CRS, the custom reverb signature, you're looking at a hot rotted super reverb. Is really what those are. Um, they're a little higher wattage, um, but and then you know I mentioned divided by thirteen, which in your scenario works. Um, in my scenario, unless I plug it into the captor, I can't ever turn that thing up. That the divided by thirteens are the loudest amplifiers I've ever heard in my entire life. Ignore the wattage; it means nothing. But particularly on British circuits, because they break up so early. Yes, exactly. You um, got to remember, wattage is clean mm-hmm. power before yeah. distortion. My last big gig, my my last like four hour gig, like where we could actually turn up and be loud. I took the um the the RSA thirty one, put it down to half power. Holy crap! Did that sound so good? It's the first time I've gotten to gig it, and so I was I was thinking about selling it until I played that gig, and then I was like, oh, never mind, it's not going anywhere. All right. So we so we've got the boutique better yep. archetype. Like if I want a better Fender, I go look at Milkman. If I want yeah. a combo, unfortunately, it doesn't do a lot of heads. No. Nope. Um, you got two rock. You've got whoever else. You, mm-hmm. you got all those different things. And then you got, and you mentioned it earlier. You got the Dumble thing, which is sort of its own thing, the Dumble sound. Yeah, quote unquote. It's a better Fender. It is. It's a fatter Fender. And you have ODS clones galore. And yep. one of the things I was thinking about when I was amp curious was like maybe I just buy a Siri tone kit and put it together, um, and pretend to use that electrical engineering degree that's hanging on the wall. <laughs> um, I mean, it's an but, option. It's an option. Um, and part of me is like, I kind of want a project. I kind of want to mess with something. I kind of want DIY stuff's hard to sell. So if I don't like it, I'm kind of stuck with it. Yep. And that's that I hate to say that that should always be something you're thinking about. But if you're trying things and you're not 100% sold on something, you I, absolutely I'm fully planning should, on amp journeying this. Yeah, yeah. You should absolutely think about. Okay, what can I sell this for? Another amp that you might want to put on your radar as we're talking about this is Amplified Nation. Look mm-hmm. at if you're looking at that possible Dumble. Dumble thing. And let's be honest, I know a lot of your influences, and Dumble is right there in that camp. Yeah, and I may have been using a capture of a certain Wonderland yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. style amp. So that would have been the Serio Tone kit. I would have probably gone after. I mean, so let's let's talk through this. What we know you don't want at this point, I at least I feel like. Tell me if I'm hearing this wrong. You don't need another pedal platform amp. So you're no. you're, you're not looking for a clean machine. No. No. So let's go ahead and let's go ahead and just say we're not looking at fenders, we're not looking at hot rotted fenders for the most part. <laughs> I know this is a, it's a tough one. It's kind of one of those like you know it was like me with online dating last year. I wasn't really <laughs> looking for my wife. I was looking to try a lot, and um, 
at the at the end of the day, I'm going to wind up back at a certain type of person. I was just kind of seeing what the rest of the field was like. <laughs> I get it. No, I get it because I always I always come back to Fender Sound. I I always come back to it. I'm going to I come back it. to a tall. I'm, I'm not editing that point. out either. We're gonna leave. We're gonna leave that analogy. It's gonna stay right there. We're gonna let that simmer a little bit. Um. So yeah, mm-hmm. but you you know where you're gonna come back to. But you've already got that, so you don't have to start there. Mm-hmm. This is your chance to decide what else you might like. Mm-hmm. I think, just based on the fact that you do like the Vox sound, you've had the AC-15. And I love I think the AC-15. I think your next logical step is to try out a couple of flavors of that circuit. Who knows? You might actually find something you like a whole lot more. Um, And in that camp of the whole, that whole Vox circuit... Uh, mm-hmm. My recommendations would be um, Z-Rec. I, I think 100% you got to look at the Z-Rec. Um, I'd, if you can find one, I highly recommend you look at the Divided by 13 RSA 31s because that I was looking for, I was actually looking for a matchless C30. HC, DC, whatever. Uh, 30, I was looking at that, but I found the RSA 31. Um while we're at it, if you're looking to spend some money, th- it's hard to go wrong with a matchless C30. I mean, that's that's serious money, though. That's that's the most expensive amp we've mentioned. Um, so far. Th- yeah, so far. So and I, I think it will be the most expensive amp we mentioned. Um, some some other ones I would look at that I have tried but never owned. Well, I've never owned a matchless either. Um, but. I've played a few of them. Also look at the third power. Um, I'm, is it the woolly coats? I, I'm not really I'm not really good at the third power model names, but they they have one that's based on a Vox circuit. I highly mm-hmm. recommend those. Um, and also look at the Bad Cat. Uh, and they've got a Bad Cat. Oh Bad Cat Hot Cat 30R. I think is their Vox style and it has reverb on board as well, which I know is important to you because it's important to me. Well, not with the two notes. Yeah, that's true. With the two notes, you can get away with it. Like, you know, my other amps don't have reverb, but I do. If I can have reverb on board, it's helpful. So here's, here's some fun questions for you. Okay. Uh, you did not mention, mention a Benson Monarch in that grouping. I didn't. You want to know why? Why? Although I love Benson amps. I love Chris Benson. Mm-hmm. those are you're not even in chicago you're probably not going to find one of those to try out i've played one at cme oh do they have one at cme they had one in the amp room for a little bit okay but that's such a tiny room yeah that i could not get along with that amp. also there's a lot fewer of them yep so finding one to buy without getting on a wait list is going to be harder so i'm kind of in the mood to like i want to try a bunch Mm-hmm. But a wait list is not out of the question. Okay. Yeah. Considering I, I have a wait list. I was on a wait list for what? What? Two, two and a half years for a pedal that's coming this week. So um, <laughs> I don't mind wait lists because the other fun thing about wait lists is if I don't like it, I know I can sell it. That's true. That's that's a that's a good point. That's an excellent point. And usually you're getting your value out of it at the end of it more like multiplied. So that's definitely an option. But at the Especially same time, if you're starting from cash, but at the same time, you're also going to end up delaying. I don't know what Chris's wait times look like right now. 
I, I don't know. I think it's um, about a year. Oh yeah, that's that's a long time. I would have forgotten I ordered that amp. I know it'll be awesome. But if you're okay with wait times, you may as well go whole hog and order a train wreck. What do you mean? Order a train wreck. They're still making train wrecks. They didn't die with... Oh, I'm sorry, that's really bad terminology. When Fisher passed, his son took up the company. They're still building train wreck amps. You can order one today. For real? I didn't know For this. real. Uh, Dan, so I hope I'm not spilling this, Dan. I'm sorry. Dan Pilver with Lewitt Microphone, one of our podcast uh, Patreon supporters, has a train wreck coming next month that he put an order in last year, year before that. Hmm. Just order a train wreck. I think he's getting the uh, Tramwreck Express. Nice. So I mean, there's another one on your radar. Yeah, the other one I I didn't hear from you was like a Morgan Duel. I don't rec- oh. I don't recommend Morgans. Why not? Uh that's a that's a long story, and that's a conversation we can have off the air. All right, Patreon. Yeah, Patreon. we can talk about that on the Patreon episode. There All you right. go. I will share I will share some experience with Morgan amplifiers over on uh, the Patreon episode. Speaking of the Patreon episode, we are nearing the end of time on our regular episode. So, listeners, if you want to continue this amp journey with us, and it has been a fun one, and there's still more to explore, you can go over to Patreon.com/slash40wattpodcast, and for as little as three dollars a month, you can get this episode ad free. Now, what that means. So listening to this episode, you had some ads at the top of the episode. You may have actually gotten some dynamically stitched ads in the middle of this episode. Well, for $3 a month over on Patreon, you don't get any of those ads. Uh, and ads are, I'm just, I hate to tell you all this, but the ads are going to increase as, as more, I, I get more monetization options. And I've actively got a couple of slots available for companies. If you're a company and you want to advertise on this podcast, I have slots. You should email me at 40wattpodcast at gmail.com. I will get your ads on this show. We will talk about your products. Um, but for $3 a month over on Patreon, you can skip all of that. You get to skip the line. For $5 a month, you get this episode ad-free. You also get an extra special bonus Patreon-only episode, which is where we're going to talk about some things uh, more about amp selections over on that episode. Uh, and then you could, you know... If you're feeling frisky, that options go all the way up to $50 a month, where, like Blake, you could sign up for $50 a month. We'll do lessons every month, uh, whether you want to do guitar, bass, keys. Don't, if you're, you've already played keys, you probably know more than I can teach you. We'll do music theory, or we'll just shoot the breeze. It doesn't matter to me. Uh, you can do that as well, and your support is greatly appreciated. Uh, in the meantime, though, we're going to go over to that episode and talk more about amps. Remember to look in the description below for a bunch of links that I haven't mentioned in a while. I've got a Reverb affiliate link down there. I've got a Stringjoy affiliate link down there where you can get Stringjoy strings or you can buy things on Reverb. You're going to buy things anyway on Reverb. You may as well help support the show. Um, and then there's some merch down there that, um, honestly, I haven't looked at Teespring in a while. I need to make some more merch, probably. But that's the spiel, y'all. I'm done. I'm done talking, I promise. So, Scott, thanks for coming on the episode. Hope we're helping you on your amp search. We're going to we're going to we're going to nail it down in the Patreon. I feel it. I feel it coming. Also, listen to the Effects Loop podcast. Thanks. Yeah. Well, that was where I was going.
So you can, Scott, where can they find you? Oh, at theeffectsloop.com. Yeah, it will be our link to everything. Um, we really only do the podcast. <laughs> you can buy stuff. Yeah, you can buy stuff. Time. There's a really, really fun uh, Patreon chat mm-hmm. for Patreon supporters. Also, once in a while, Diaz gets manic and we'll make like four YouTube shorts. So follow us on YouTube. <laughs> and TikTok. He sometimes yeah. does the TikTok. Yeah. Uh, y'all are on Instagram. It will be a really fun week where he releases all of those at once and then <laughs> forgets about it. Uh, and also, if you go over to their Patreon and subscribe at a certain level that I won't try to remember, y'all can go look it up. You can uh you can well you can get Diaz to write you a handwritten letter. Oh yes. Yeah. Or at least he's supposed oh, to. We have we have some great tiers. I think at our top tier, I I think I said I will just give you Diaz's phone number. And yes. You can FaceTime him anytime you want. <laughs> <laughs> That's our top tier. We haven't had anybody take him up on it yet, but it's there. Um, I, I I tell you what. Uh no, I I was going to say if you subscribe at my top tier, I'll give you Diaz's number. <laughs> I'm not I'm not going to do that. Don't 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 subscribe for that reason. Do not. All right. Y'all seriously, I think we're done here. We're going to go over to the Patreon and we're going to talk a little more. Uh in the meantime until I see y'all again, be remember to be good to yourselves, be kind to each other and make some noise. <laughs>